everybody, welcome back. Episode seven, six, six of Beyond the Bleachers with Moses Waldo and Tendo Bossa. Thanks so much for joining us again. If you made it this far, you've made it past the five episode hump. Moses, we need to get out tokens for the five episode hump. Um, Moses, how are you doing? Pretty good, my man. Um, you know, been coping. It's been an up and down last, yeah. you know, week or so. Oh no! Definitely sucks for yes, the of uh, for Bricia and the tough loss and the decrease. Oh, but, here we go! But you know, uh, we, we took go. our we, we took our uh, vengeance on uh, okay. Padawan yeah, okay. on Sunday. Yeah, so yep, yep. There's that. Let me get out my kind of uh, like a, another guy, like J.R. Smith. Uh, <laughs> Oh, boy. oh, come down. <laughs> and we're hey. going to get into Okay. We're going to Yeah, get we'll get into that, that soon. And we'll also, <laughs> I'm like, first of all, I know your team is going to have an interesting time trying to make the Champions League altogether. So I don't know if you want to like, really, really start talking. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Wow. Uh, coming for my neck. Yes. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, we have jam-packed episode. You started Thanks, this. Moses. I'm, for, just here uh, to, I'm just here to throw yeah. it back. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, back, prison. Man. Prison jabs again <laughs> at my at uh, th- my gut there. Yeah, beloved um, Arsenal be back. Yeah, <laughs> we got a lot to talk about. We're gonna get into a bit of Premier League and its return, uh, a bit of NFL football there, NBA. We have a great interview uh, this week uh, where you know thanks to your grace of Moses here, we were able to uh, sit and speak with, uh, or I guess stream and speak with. <laughs> um, a really entertaining um, artist uh, by the name of uh, uh, Gold Yeller. Well, kind of his moniker, um, Jacob. Is it Jacob? Yeah. yeah Jared uh, Jacobs. Yep. Jared Jacobs. Um, and he uh, he gets us gives us a little insight into stop motion Lego, and that's going to be great to hear. Um, and then we have a bit of draft and uh, drop. So I uh, can't wait to get into it. So Moses. Uh, yeah, let's talk. I want to talk NBA. That's what I've been biting at the uh, uh, at the bit for. Uh, we just got hold that there's going to be a change in our in the the seating, um, or potentially a change in the seating be uh, due to the return coming back this later this month or in July I think, is it? Um, but what whatever it may be, what do you what are your thoughts? A sixteen seating versus just having everyone back. What do you? What are your thoughts on that? What do you? What do you think? Well, one of the proposed, uh, you know, uh, I guess ideas that you were kind of alluding to, or you're mentioning, yeah. was the one through sixteen, where it's no, conferences don't matter at this point. So it's yeah. you know the top sixteen teams outright um, would go head to head, and it'd be one versus sixteen, much like you'd see in an NCAA tournament bracket, right, in each region. So that's how it would break down. If it did, the Lakers would have an easier path to the finals. So I'm vehemently against it. Uh, secondly, <laughs> the other the other uh, the other item out there is uh, in regards to having twenty to twenty two teams, having them play in a playoff, and I think that's more agreeable with a lot of the owners out there. And they're going to have that big vote coming Thursday at the Board of Governors meeting, uh, where they would just yes. kind of have amongst those teams, um, you know, play in games, uh, kind of finish up some kind of regular season. At least, basically, the teams in contention that would put. Uh, the other teams that wouldn't be in the playoffs, uh, you know, so I wouldn't say the, at a so disadvantage. Yeah, account, you're speaking about the smaller market teams, right? Exactly. And I know the, uh, yeah. the, the, the head, the owner of the 
Oklahoma City Thunder, the name escapes me at the moment, but he mentioned that he's like, you should put in these smaller market teams in this playoff as well. Uh, I think that'd be for the, the benefit. I don't, OKC should be fine. Like Chris Paul's done a remarkable job and they were in a playoff spot, so Incredible. they would be part of those teams. Oh yeah, Chris he's, Paul has literally he, transformed he, himself. Yeah. Like he's great, he's great. I mean, oh yeah, but just what he did uh, <laughs> but, in terms of taking a team that yeah. was given like a like a what was a half a percentage, Nothing. it was something minuscule in terms of uh, possibility yeah. of getting into the playoffs percentage wise. And look what he's done to that team Took and them to the led next that level. team. An incredible, absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And I, the, the, you know, the crazy thing is about that is that it's the 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 NBA. This season, or the last season, did a lot for deciding what this next go is going to be like. Because I think if this was in the middle of the uh, Golden State dynasty, I think things would be a lot more straightforward. You know, it's it would just be a, a de facto playoff saying, okay, who's who's going to win it this year? Right? We know who's going to win it. So don't we don't even need to have the whole who should be included, who shouldn't, you know, it's like, you know, New Orleans, we know you're not going to make it. It's obviously going to go to, you know, the Warriors. But because it's the parody in the league is such that, like you're saying, with Chris Paul being able to put the OKC in, in contention, you can no longer, we can't even justify just doing a, 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 a direct playoff berth, I, in my opinion, because I, I'm thinking teams that are just outside contention you know, Portland are just outside contention. They, they kind of were finding their step. They, you know, as the as the season was progressing. So they, and I mean, I really want to see Damian uh, Lillard try again because he made the conference finals last year. So, it it's and just being on the outside just is really stress. I I can imagine just really, I don't know. It's I know you can never have anything be fair. Nothing's fair because this is something we couldn't account for but you know what is the most how is how can you put the people whom have shown out the most in that position i think that's probably what they're looking for like who who obviously deserves to be there regardless of where we are at the at this juncture in the season i think it's remarkable and unique in other aspects too because you're going to have teams that are going to have healthy bodies on top of that so yeah. do the dynamics and things change? Would we see yeah. a team, you know, that, you know, had those players gone for a significant amount of time, all of a sudden just come out like crazy or players who are kind mm-hmm. of banged up like a LeBron James? Um, not saying he was banged up, but in terms of a guy who's who's taxed his body uh, you yeah. know, year in and, and year out with those consecutive uh, finals uh, appearances. And then you look at what he you know, has done up to this point, kind of, kind of at least resting his body to a certain degree. Now he's been given, you know, a two month layoff and it's almost like it's back to October again. And we're starting oh, the yeah. NBA season, a new one. Uh, but in oh, fact, yeah. it's going to be the playoffs or at least, you know, mm-hmm. uh, playoff adjacent when you have the regular season along there. I think it's going to be very, very interesting to see how this all plays out with everyone having a full lineup. Uh, no one can really make excuses like, you know, oh, he no. was banged up. And I mean, they had these players missing and this is going to be a wash. I'm like, no, there's guys who are going to be, you know, ready to go and chomping at the bit. Oh, yeah. Everyone, everyone's everyone's really trying to get at. And Moses, I also want to point out that here's a scenario that actually has more weight to it now at this point is if, say, they do decide to have at least the 
incorporating the smaller markets into the into whatever playoff situation they have or or runoff situation a nets team has an ability to field two players that previously had never been able to do that before not until now because you know medical reports are saying that KD is looking really good already and he and he does have the option He's still listed uh, as an actor, you know, as as an, a player just undergoing uh, recovery. So it it would be nothing to activate him in this circumstances, especially as if if you if Brooklyn knows that they have nothing really to lose and they just want to see how the team sort of meshes together. It's I think it's a win win for them. I mean, get a head start on next season at least, right? And then just for us, because I think a lot of people would need something satiating enough as that to come back. You know, we've been a, we uh, we have been away from basketball, but I mean, we I think there's kind of one of those things we also need a storyline to get us back into it to to get us really involved again because I think it may be a little bit of, of a weird thing to shift straight back into it after being away for so long. And uh I you know, some things have changed. I I I LeBron's the big guy, but I mean, he's got his own demons now in the form of Michael Jordan. Uh, he's got a new ghost that's going to haunt him in L.A. for the rest of his career, apparently. Um, but outside of that, that's what I'm looking forward to. I want to see if KD can make it. And KD and Kyrie together would be an incredible duo. You know, the tweets would be impeccable. You know, the <laughs> theorems, like, ah, Jack Dorsey needs to be... <laughs> On point for that time, though. So yeah, that those are my thoughts. That's what I think. I th- I think that's. Uh, I agree with you one hundred percent. I do agree. Yeah, I agree with you uh, when it comes to the Kevin Durant. I think that would be the most intriguing uh, return returnee uh, oh, amongst sure. all the players that would. And you know, Spencer uh, Dinwiddie was asked about this too, and you know, he's I guess his teammate. Although uh, they've been on the floor together, but Spencer Dinwiddie was saying, you know what. When you look at, uh, you know, Kevin Durant, even when he's at 80%, he's like Dirk Nowitzki. You know, at 100% health, he's the best player in the NBA. And you know what? An 80% KD is not bad when he's you also have the likes dangerous. of good players. <laughs> yeah, he's a dangerous man. And, like, I mean, at it's 80%, and then you put pair him up with Kyrie. He's right. And then you have the, yeah. and they have some great guys that are coming off the no. bench. They do have some great role players oh, yeah. out in Brooklyn. So they developed a team there. It'll be interesting to see how that all shapes up. I just want oh, to no, see I, uh, sports again. Yeah. I think I don't think that's going to change. I think no. when you look at everyone out there cramming in watching Korean baseball, how many people yeah. would have ever done that earlier? You know, <laughs> that was a little over a it's month ago. My who would favorite pastime. Oh boy! Yeah, no, yeah, you know, be watching get, the really like. I mean, I'm talking about the casual fan. Oh, yeah, <laughs> the light. You know, I'm, just, I'm just talking I about like the person's like, what is this Bundesliga? The, you know, the, uh, Bundesliga or something like that. They wouldn't, Cup. they wouldn't be able to know what it says. No. Yeah, they wouldn't no. be able to know. So I mean, like, it's an opportunity to it's to uh, to really absorb and gobble up all the attention at the moment. And you know, when you see the ratings for the Bundesliga, or you see the ratings for Korean baseball, or the curiosity, they, they, or the they traffic online, spiked. yeah. Exactly. And I think there is 
uh, you know, it's, it's something palatable about having sports back. So with the NBA yeah. back, oh, man, you're going to have droves of people tuning it's be in. Great. Uh, I think more so because they won't be able to be at the games to watch. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. No, I, I completely understand. I, I, I'm super excited for that. Uh, we're going to get a lot more um, storylines in that fact. I mean, even on that point where you were saying with KD being at 80% health, lest we forget, and you know, I'm a, I, I'm a ride or die Raptors fan, but I could tell you straight up that him at 50, I'm pretty sure that finals, last year's finals, he was at maybe 10, 15%. And he was a scary man. He was a scary man. I, there, there's no, there's still no one in this league who could guard him. I, I effectively, in my opinion, in my wholehearted opinion, I, I've yet to see it because you know, I would imagine the best, com, you know, the best compliment for him would be a LeBron James, and in, in in the fact that he's so big and physical, he should be able to try and keep a KD down, but. You know, two back-to-back finals say a little bit of a different story. You know, uh, speaking uh, of the finals, uh-oh. I do want to switch the topic here. Speaking <laughs> of the, you know, the NBA finals from two seasons yeah. ago. Yes. Uh, Please. Moses on Sunday, us. May 31st, 2018. Yes. Yeah, was, was a special day. Why? Absolutely. It was game one of the NBA finals, the final time we would see... For now, anyways, it's going to be for a while. The Golden State Warriors taking on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh, okay. I thought you were mentioning the the, person, the individual. Oh, I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. I'm not done yet. Hey, let me finish, my friend. Because the Cavs yes. aren't going anywhere. But that was when LeBron put that team on his back. You on know, his back. Dude developed scoliosis. Uh, you know, it's just... It's crazy like, what he did to uh, to vault that team. And in that game, they were in it. Now, the guy I'm referring to is J.R. Smith, who made of that course. infamous play where he grabbed the ball thinking they had the lead when it was actually a tie game instead of throwing up the shot or even giving it to LBJ and letting him do his thing in the final seconds. Moses, it, can, is, is it, well, that, can, that was the anniversary. Can we confirm, now, that, now, can we confirm that he was, he was running the, the, in the opposite direction after the, after the free throw? George Hill puts up a free throw. He, cat, he catches the rebound. After watching George Hill make a, uh, a free throw attempt, decides to dribble home court to back to his side of the court it, 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 just to just to clarify for those who may have who are unaware of the severity of the situation it, can you confirm yeah that? it was basically that? one of those like sh- shocking moments yes uh <laughs> and most bizarre moments well at least we thought that until last sunday Uh-oh. uh two years later where uh, somebody uh kind of dressed up uh in a uh black hoodie Mm-hmm. Um, got, it was out there and smashing cars, uh, window, car windows in a residential neighborhood. Now, here's the thing. I know a lot of people are, are on the side of, you know, hey, you know what? It's just, uh, you know, these riots are just kind of uh, a form of protest. Yeah. That they're just trying to get the word out. Um, of course. I don't necessarily agree with that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, because especially when you're hurting black owned businesses, I don't, I don't, I don't get that. It just does not compute, but Hey, you no, know, yeah. everyone's got their opinion on that. And that's a debate for another time. Of what course. I want to get to and how that relates to what I'm talking about was JR. Somebody tried to break a window or did break a window of JR Smith's vehicle in a residential mm-hmm. neighborhood, not a business, not anything else in a no. residential neighborhood, no businesses near. And, yeah. uh, our, uh, I won't say our, our friend, but, uh, <laughs> I would love to have JR Smith to explain this, but, <laughs> Uh, well, in person or a one-on-one interview. I mean, but, I think he has a bit of free time, so I, I'm sure he'd be able but to. But we can give a little bit of a sample here, Tim, though. Yes. At least oh, we can sure. show a little bit uh, of what happened. So I'm just going to pop up the clip side-by-side. The one on the yeah. left will be the video uh, in regards to um, the the incident in question. No charges have been laid, by the way. And the explanation by J.R. Smith uh, moments later. So once we get to that video here, I'll pop it up and I'll, uh, I'll let it go. Oh, no sound. Not getting any sound. playing it I because I couldn't hear anything can you hear me can you hear me you can hear the video here I can't hear anything interesting yeah the video was playing did it play the whole time yeah okay so now we know <laughs> this is zoom's new problem so I yeah can, I, I can watch you but <laughs> Like, yeah, no, you, me, but you can't see the you could not see the video or you just couldn't hear it. I could see the video, I couldn't hear anything. But it's okay, we could do that in post as as well as still though. Yeah, exactly. I'll just show the video and we can just kinda of let it go. Alright. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I remember I I watched half of it. It was funny. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. Okay, so we can get back to it now. Okay. Yeah, no, so Moses that uh uh <laughs> J.R. Smith um, definitely making sure he, he, he put his, uh, his voice into action. I mean, I don't know if that guy even really realized that was J.R. Smith's car. Um, so I think maybe that would have been a different story had that been like, obviously first put into words or I'm, but I mean, just the, the uncanniness of it all, you know, uh, he's, you know, the same guy who also has now recently claimed he does not drink Hennessy. So, you know, take that with. Oh, him. maybe. So, well, you know what? His accuracy sure. was yeah. on point. <laughs> the star direct, direct. He was. Yeah, he, he, yeah. he was. He, uh, you know, he focused, he deed up and, uh, you know, did what he had to do <laughs> in that de- situation. <laughs> he deed up. Oh, no. Oh, no. He deed up. I got no uh, problem with him doing this. I really no? don't. I, I no, because he was protecting his own property. And 
I don't know. I just find like some, you know, some kid decides to go into your neighborhood and destroy stuff. Well, yeah, you're going to have something to say about it. Oh, yeah, and, for sure. You know, and what are you going to do if you're the person who's committing these crimes? Are you going to press charges? No. <laughs> well, no. maybe if you're if it's J.R. Smith, you're like, well, maybe he's got money. Maybe I can do something. But at the end yeah, of the day, you look like a dumbass because there's evidence, you know, there should be Against evidence that. Uh, yeah, in that were, video. I don't think it was fully on there, but the fact because no. we didn't see it in that clip, but oh, perhaps, yeah. you know, he had the smashed window to prove it and. You know, again, it's pointless. I think in terms of what happened uh, in the situation um, with George Floyd and to know people are just taking advantage of the situation. They're not doing this because they're crying out and frustrated. That's one thing. Yeah. But people are just doing stupid stuff like that kid and the kid got his ass whooped. So I don't see that being much of a problem. <laughs> J.R. Smith. And I think and you're right because it is J.R. Smith. We can laugh about this. Oh, for it's sure. not like if this just happened to some other person to on the street. Else? No, no, no. Exactly. No. Then, you know, this would be a concern. Um, and yeah, and this... not so much of like the, the person who's getting beat up or the person no, who, who's doing no. it. But I think yeah. it's just, it and just he... kind of, it, it really kind of, you know, puts another, um, it gets put more kindling Spin. in the fire right now. What oh, we yeah. don't need at this moment. Uh, but with Jr., it turned out to be uh, on the one lighter the side, things. and he explained his thing. You know what? He's gone on uh, other media platforms as well and kind of explained his you know reasoning for it. And for me, I got no problem with it. The kid, you know, it's just like anybody. If you disrespect anybody, if you destroy something, and if you get your you know your butt whooped, so be it, man. I, I don't see that being an issue. I think there's a respect, a certain certain factor of respect there, and. Mm-hmm. That dude uh, stepped over the line and got what was coming to him. Yeah, so you know, for what you gotta do, you know. I mean, and I mean, he he was complaining. He was complaining. I'm pretty sure he's probably gonna press charges as well. Uh, I don't think this is the end of it. Uh, I'm pretty sure J.R. Smith's gonna get um, another love letter in the mail. But I, he's very much used to this, you know. Uh, as recently as getting a nice one from the NBA, just on a tattoo. So we're dealing with a very different individual here. Let's lest we forget that this man has no. But he's one that puts a smile on your face. So <laughs> kudos to him. Yeah. Kudos. He puts a smile on your face, and you know what? That's cute, man. That's cute. Exactly. That's cute. And, a, and a, in a time like we're in right now, I think there's no better person to do it than Jr. So oh, salute sure. to you, my friend. Oh, Love to sure. have you on the show. Yes. Yes, please. For sure. Um, no, uh, J.R. Smith loved it, loved it, loved it. And, uh, yeah, also keeping with that, yeah, just, uh, briefly, uh, also to say my part in that, I wanted to say the whole George Floyd, George Floyd, Floyd case, sorry. Uh, it is pretty dark. We know there's a lot that, uh, I think the U.S. and I think in a larger part, uh, a lot of the world has to reckon with, you know, it's. Life's a journey, progress. Uh, of course, definitely the violence never uh, amounts to anything. But of course, we just, I, uh, we do hope for, you know, a brighter future where we we can all just live peacefully together. And um, I'm all for, you know, the sporting world also came together. It was very heartwarming to see that a lot of um, athletes and uh, organizations came forward to at least talk about having the discussion. Um, I think it definitely shows. Uh, that it is a lot more encompassing. Uh, and I think maybe even a change uh, in the way we even see uh, our athletes, more s- less so as, um, you know, maybe Olympians, you know, Athenian athletes, and more so now so human beings, right? 
are very much approachable. I mean, definitely for the part of J.R. Smith, because <laughs> that ain't a regular Joe Schmo <laughs> dealing with some trash. I don't know what is. Um, but yes, I do think um, we, you know, keep we can stay, stick through this, people, and we will be on to brighter days. And with that, I also wanted to talk about the fact that... Um, Brighter Days uh, will not be coming to Denmark right now because, Moses, I don't know if you know this, but the uh, Danish Football League is now deciding they're looking to, uh, well, well, that they're going to host matches, but doing it a little differently. I know we mentioned dolls at one point, and we mentioned, you know, like maybe cards or something like that, just because everything is behind closed doors. Now, you know... I, I just again off the bat that I'm loving everyone's dis, you know attempt. It's the attempts that make me smile the most. But they've uh, instituted a Zoom wall, so you know very much with what we're doing. Uh, they decided to put a huge um, wall surrounding the stands. Um, so as the players play, if you are a fan, you can uh, Zoom bomb. Or, I mean, I would say that that's what it is, really. Uh, You can log in and uh, watch the game. um, Or at least (laughs) less about watching the game and more so about showing the the players your reactions. Uh, But it's kind of weird because they get an insight into your house. And I think a lot of fans, um, there's a lot of things we don't want to see, you know. And I think... This is just opening things up for a, a bit of a lawsuit here. So I'm excited because you have, you know, what do you have? You have open access to a uh, stadium that is televised throughout Den- Denmark and probably most of uh, Northwest Europe. Uh, and you got some fans with a lot of free time, a free Zoom conferencing app. Moses, you can do the math and you tell me what's going to be coming down the pipeline. But until then, that I'm excited. That could be so dangerous. It's going to be. That could be so dangerous. So dangerous. I think it's really cool to connect the fans, but you obviously they have to have a moderator in place. I don't oh, know. Sure. I, didn't, I, I I saw it. I didn't read it like in depth and, and know the inner workings of it. Of course. But, yeah, you don't want to see something very inappropriate <laughs> showing no, up on that no. screen and when you're in Zoom. Or if you're from a fan perspective, what happens if you're, like, on the top left corner and you're like, well, damn, I get the flagpole, but I don't see the rest of the play. <laughs> Obviously, that's that's not happening. They probably have one giant camera that kind of focuses on the entire pitch. But, yeah. I mean, from a, from, a, from a standpoint, that could potentially be a nightmare for clubs. Great gesture, but they obviously have to have a moderator because if someone's going to be doing something nasty and, and that just so happens to be caught on screen and there's a wonderful goal, well, the goal is just secondary in that moment. It's going to be that fan doing something uh, a, a little interesting. Oh, yeah, a little, little, uh, little too much, a little too much for us there. Uh, but yeah, but I do so, love uh, the idea. I love the idea. Lo- you love the idea. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, like yeah. Well, in terms of like, well, I'm, I'm talking about like actually having fans there. Let me point that out. I like the the fact that you know it's just a different way of getting the players, um, you know, motivated because they're these people are cheering for you. Mm-hmm. So 
if it's just like, hey, you know what? You got multiple camera angles with a dude that's switching back and forth, like you're watching a football match on on, on their television. Sure. And so be it. Like, Why I think not? That's a great idea. Why not? You then know, you have someone just kind of flipping through, and then you're going to be there on the screen, and when they're cheering and when they score, and then sure. you're right. And up then that's when you stand and- up, and then you realize you're not wearing any pants, and your your flaccid <laughs> penis is hanging out, and everyone in Denmark gets to see it for free, because you know it's all about community, Moses. It's all about community. So yeah, no, yeah. I mean I look forward to it. I look forward to all the That's a little too that's a little too much exposure. Yeah. Trust me that you haven't you haven't seen half of it yet. It's on its way. Uh but yeah, in keeping with that, we also do have uh like yeah. let's let's get straight to the, 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 the great interview we have this week. Uh, so Absolutely. Jared Jacobs mm-hmm. on hand. Uh, you know, a great guy that uh, came on the show, uh, first guest to kick off um, our show too as well in six episodes. Uh, he was able to provide a different aspect, uh, uh, you know, kind of in the mind of a guy who's not only just a good stop motion animator, but has carved out a niche for him when it comes to the sports world. Oh, for sure. So without further ado, let's uh, let's bring him in. You might not necessarily know the name, but you are definitely familiar with his work. He's done a lot of these Lego projects, a lot of stop animation uh, with various events that have gone on in the sports world that have caught attention from the U.S. Open in tennis to several golf championships, including uh, Tiger Woods's, uh, I guess, ultimate shots uh, that he's done throughout his career. Uh, pleased to be joined by Jared Jacobs, also known as Gold, Gold Yeller on IG and Twitter. How are you doing, my man? Good. How are you, man? I'm doing all right. Things are uh, pretty good on our end. Uh, first and foremost, you got to let the listeners know there might be some that are not familiar with what you do, how you got involved, and uh, where kind of the, the whereabouts. Where are you, and, and what was your past like to, to get to this point? So I grew up in Calgary, Alberta, Northwest Calgary. Oh, Shout out way. to Varsity and nice. the Crowchild Blackhawks from the Crowchild Twin Arena. Um, now I live in Boise, Idaho, uh, just a nice little pocket down in southern Idaho, and uh, I love it here. I do um, some color commentating for the Idaho Steelheads, just kind of in my free time. So um, I'm trying to take over for Don Cherry one day, you know. <laughs> wow. Um, and maybe maybe a little more uh, peace version of Don Cherry. But uh, no, um, how I got started was uh, um, I, I just like stop animation. I, I was always fascinated by it. And so for anybody that doesn't know what that is, it's just like taking a picture and then moving your subject and then taking another picture and then you stitch that all together and it makes like kind of a movie. Like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was was what I watched as a kid That and that's stop animation. And I was always fascinated with that. And so I started playing around with it on my cell phone and I was really terrible at it. Um, but I made some Breaking Bad videos and just put them up on my Instagram back when I didn't have like any followers. And I don't know if I hashtagged it the right way or what happened, but uh, Daniel <laughs> Moncada, one of, the, one of the assassins from that show, 
um, he found it and then he shared, he shared it with his cousin wow. and they were both the two killers in breaking bad. And so from there, I got a little bit of a cult following and, and, uh, people, I started getting some attention and I was like, Whoa, I should keep making wow. these. And, and even though they were like super terrible, that was kind of what put me on. And then once that show ended, I switched to sports. The first, first one I did was of a Canadian golfer named Graham Dillette. And I just like tweeted it at him. It was just him and his caddy just kind of talking and um, golfing. And then he retweeted it. And that got me a ton of attention because he had a pretty big following on Twitter. And then so the next week I was like, I'm on to something here. So I made a Tiger Woods um, at the Masters where he just chips in from off the green. And it just went like crazy viral. And, and like next thing I knew, like I was getting interviewed all over the world and, and uh, just kind of. My life was different after that. <laughs> was that and, was and, that and the just, tiger I, shot in and around uh, when he just made the comeback? The, the no, it was is, this was this was like early Tiger Woods. Well, it was no, like that in, in terms of uh, when you uh, when you posted it, because I would imagine that there was a bit of like fever pitch was, around that time, right? Uh, when did he come back? I think it was like I think I posted that maybe four or five years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it was something like that where he was kind of making a a, a, st- a strong resurgence just in the last like seven or eight years because he had just finished the back surgery and recovery, I guess, and uh, he wasn't Probably. doing too well, but a lot of people were talking about it. So yeah, and everybody still loved yeah. Tiger, and, oh, yeah. and so I mean, anytime I do a Tiger Woods one, now I do this professionally. Like I'm in my studio right now, wow. and I'm I'm working on something for the PGA Tour, and like I've done some stuff with the I did some stuff with the Golden State Warriors around the finals, so I got to go see the Raptors win um, in Oakland. So that was pretty cool. Wow, um, never something I thought that would come from playing with Lego and and stop animation. It's crazy how things uh, kind of turn around. Just one tweet or one kind of moment all of a sudden changes your path. You talk about that studio. Was it just something where you just started in a little basement and now it's it's grown? Kind of like you see those pictures of, you know, Apple starting in a, you know, in a garage, in garage somewhere. Yeah. And then now it's kind of blown up into this pretty big spot where you got all these lights and Wasn't a great setup so you can do all your animation. That, that was pretty much it. It started out... Um, Started out on our, on my kitchen table, and then um, it, once that Tiger Woods one blew up, um, Bleacher Report was one of the first places that reached out and wanted me to do NBA Finals stuff. Wow. And so for like the next two months, we couldn't eat dinner at the kitchen table because Dad was filming <laughs> on the kitchen table. So my wife wasn't too happy about that. So I mean, she moved me into report. like a corner of our apartment. <laughs> yeah. And so I was I was making stuff just at night. And I was still working a regular job at the time, just kind of. And was that in Calgary? Or was this, that... No, this was in Boise. In Boise. Yeah. So you had by yeah, that I've, time moved to Boise. It, yeah. I've, I've been down here for about 16 years. Okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So it was literally just, um, w- w- did they just commission it to you or, or how did they reach out? Yeah, they reached out just on DMs and Instagram. Um, the Big Ten Network reached out. Um, Pinehurst golf course reached out. Those, those were some of the notable ones that I was like, yeah, I want to do something with these guys. Yeah. Um, and so that just kind of with big 10 network, I was doing something like once a week. And so I was like not sleeping. It wasn't healthy for me, but it wasn't enough money that I could quit my day job. 
because I was a marketing director at a lumber company down here in Boise. And so um, I was just working like, you know, 20 hours a day and not sleeping very much. And so once the Golf Channel reached out, um, it was finally enough money that I could be like, this is going to be tight, but I can finally make the jump. And this was something that I wanted to do. Like my boss knew that it was something that I was passionate about. And so I was like, if I don't jump now, I'm always going to look back with regret and I didn't want to live that way. And so uh, my, my wife was supportive and we just jumped, you know, and now it's three years later. That's what I've been doing full time. So it's crazy how many doors have been open for you too. Uh, I'll quickly get to this Tendo for, uh, before we can get to your question real quick, but this is, definitely opened a lot of doors was there a moment or you know perhaps a person um you're like i gotta pinch myself because this doesn't seem real like one of those unreal moments for you when you met somebody or you talked to an organization so the first time i met gary vaynerchuk was kind of one of those pinch me moments where uh he was doing something down here in boise and i somehow snuck into the conference he was in because it was like invite only but I knew he was coming. And so I was like, I got to get in there somehow. And so when he opened it up to Q and a, I just kind of thanked him for basically giving me the permission to do this. Like my dad always kind of pushed me into entrepreneurship, but like he wanted me to like start a window washing company or something. I'm like, dad, that's not something that I want to do. Like, sure. I'll have my own business, but I'll be miserable hanging from ladders all day. And so Gary Vaynerchuk, I had listened to his stuff for a long time. Gary V is what he goes by on on Twitter and Instagram and everything, if anybody doesn't know him. Serial entrepreneur. I I didn't even ask him a question. I just said, um, I mean, there's a video of it on YouTube. It's called Bubble Hockey with Gary V. I knew he was super competitive. And so I just said, hey, um, thanks for everything. Like, I'd be remiss if I didn't get up here and thank you. And I was like, and if you ever want to play bubble hockey, I'll destroy you. Because I knew I was a pretty good bubble hockey player. And Get so all of a head. sudden, he just flipped. Yeah. You could see it in his in his countenance where he's just like, I like this guy. Mm-hmm. And I was wearing like a Hartford Whalers hat. And so he's like, you might be really good. He's like, I'm really scared. because, yeah. uh, But he's like, I'm going to fly you out to VaynerMedia in New York. And he's wow. like, I'll pay for your flight in the hotel. We'll play bubble hockey and we'll see what's up. Wow. So he did. He was a man of his word. He flew me out there and he ended up beating me by one goal. <laughs> and did he impart any uh, insider knowledge, uh, pass through any of his uh, sound, you know, thoughts on, on how to get to the next level? Because I'm pretty, he does consulting in that uh, entertainment world, does he not? Yeah, we pretty much just chopped it up and like just kind of hung out. It was like mm-hmm. we were buddies. Um, and that's what it felt like. Like it felt like a family. And now any t- like when I went out there for the U.S. Open, they brought me out. VaynerMedia didn't bring me out. The U.S. Open brought me out. And then uh, and so anytime I go out to New York now, I stop at VaynerMedia. I've kind of become friends with some of his some of his crew. And uh, I was actually just live with him on TikTok yesterday. Um, So he's kind of imparted wisdom to me through his books and through like his content that he puts out. So I don't I don't really ask him questions when I'm around him. Like I know everything that he's going to say before he says it pretty much. Even when people ask him questions, I'm like, I know what he's going to say here. So yeah, it's just kind of more of a relationship that we've formed over the years. And it was just super cool to like be playing hot. I mean, that's essentially like if Wayne Gretzky invited me to go like play pool with him or like go curling or play hockey, you know, or bubble hockey, I would have been like, that's that's how I felt like I was the guy that I had up to for 20 years 
And you, if you go watch the video, you can even see me. I'm just kind of fangirling over him where I'm just like looking at him. Like, I can't believe that this is real. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I've had a few of those moments, but that's, that's one that sticks out the most is uh, hanging out with Gary Vee. Wow. Probably the next question to follow up on that is the most unique uh, situation you found yourself in as a result of all this, uh, you know, the, the, the attention you've been getting. So the, probably the most unique was the NBA finals last year. Um, it was game three in Oakland and I was low key cheering for the Raptors, but of course golden state had brought me out. And so I didn't want to like be, you know, being Canadian and all we're polite and we don't want to like rub it in everybody's face. But it was, it was pretty obvious. I mean, you, you're from, you're from Calgary. I mean, right. And they were cool about it. I was wearing like a Quebec Nordiques hat at the time. Okay. That was like my um, Keep my neutral. silent protest. Yeah. So if anybody <laughs> knew, they knew. You know what I mean? Like of all course. the other Canadians were there. But when when they won that game, um, everybody, all the Canadians kind of congregated down like around center court and the in the crowd and like the the all the security guys were like trying to throw us out because they were pissed that they lost. <laughs> and and so um, and then like, we just broke out into O Canada oh, yeah. and it was like, goosebumps. like all of us were just like singing O Canada at the top of our lungs. And then like my buddy sends me like a screen, a screen record of like this chat story on sports center where he's like, dude, that's the back of your head on sports. Like, yeah, man, I was there. It's crazy. Um, and so that, that was pretty, that was one of those unique moments. I, I got interviewed on sports center twice Wow. So those were both unique moments too, but I would say the same thing happened when Bianca Andrescu won. Um, everybody just started singing Oh Canada. So I was like, here we go again. And yeah. like every time that happens, I'm like, dude, this is amazing. I can't believe that I'm like here and that you're I li- have like through full a access Canadian to this renaissance. Stuff. You're, you're, you were, you happen to be living through a Canadian sporting renaissance. Totally. And yeah. I think I'm the good luck charm yeah. because uh, I go to, <laughs> I, I go into Oakland and I Drake break the curse. And oh, then I go to New York and Bianca wins and exactly. beats Venus or beats. Yeah. Serena. Serena. And it was just like insane. I was like, yeah. dude, they should like the Canadian government should just start <laughs> sending me to every like sporting event just because I'm the good luck charm you know no, yeah screw the lucky loony yeah. I yeah. used to have like in uh, 2010 and 2002 yeah, when they put it in center ice yeah exactly yeah, screw yeah. that I, we're gonna send you over that's what we that's gotta right. do right and I've got American citizenship now and so like I can go do whatever we could you can send me wherever I'll get a passport yeah. talk to talk to your boy uh Trudeau yeah we'll get <laughs> we'll make sure we'll, we'll I have him on speed up. screw yeah. us up yeah give him a call <laughs> hey, let's talk about um, some of the unique shots and specifically with how you create it. To me, one of the things that got me, I was like, I could understand the stop motion part. Uh, golf is straightforward in the sense that it actually is challenging. But what I find unique is some of the basketball shots that you have. How do you have that ball still in the air? So I use gray hair, like, you know, see how I've got long hair. I'm 40. I just turned 42 two days ago. So I've got a bunch of gray hairs that are coming in. And before I was using fishing wire, but it was a little bit too thick. So you could still see it in the shot. But now I just like pluck a gray hair and then I have like a little rig set up. Wow. And that's how I keep it in the air. And there's, I just have like this little Lego rig that is just kind of like an arm that comes over top. And I've got the ball like 
taped to like a gray hair. And so that's how I get it to move. I'm not super savvy as far as like, um, as far as all the technology goes. MacGyver so like I'm all self-taught. I'm just like, this is what works. So this is what oh, I'm going to yeah. keep doing. But I mean, there's ways that you can do it where you can just like cut it out in After Effects or like Photoshop, but I'm not that smart. <laughs> well, you're pretty innovative. I think Tendo, you were saying he doesn't take MacGyver. Yeah. You just MacGyver find what works within yeah. your gnome or your hair and then right. boom, we got it. That's so, exactly what it is. If I have duct tape and long hair, like I can get into anything. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> how about how about uh the length that it takes to to shoot? So like, you know, I've done some stop motion, but I I just a little bit. I just dabbled for fun and I understand that. There's a lot that goes in. I'm like, maybe I'll get like six or seven seconds. I've heard that you go up to 12. I don't know if you go any further than that, but the, the, the intricacies and the, you know, the, the complications that come with it, that's, that's a lot of work for you, Matt. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. Like whenever I do the crowd scenes, those take forever. Like it can take three days just to shoot like oh my goodness. two seconds of footage. Yeah. Just because it's like moving like hundreds of people every frame. Um, but it's kind of become like one of those things that I'm known for. And so I feel like I need to put at least Obligated. some crowd scene into it. Like when I did the Kawhi Leonard shot, um, I had the crowd go crazy. And, and then like all of a sudden that blows up all over Canada and like everybody's asking to interview me up yeah. there. And I was like, wow, this is this yeah. is cool. I haven't haven't been a big deal up in Canada before. <laughs> My home homeland. <laughs> First it's the States, then you migrate. It's like yeah. all our musicians or any talent that we have in the, right. the film industry too. You make it in the States and then you make it in Canada. How about, uh, we were still talking about that realm. Uh, you talk about the Kawhi shot. Was that the longest, like in terms of hours? Because you talk about getting the reaction from the fans. Was that the longest and toughest um, stop motion um, work that you've done? Or is no. there other ones? Yeah, I think the Tiger Woods hole-in-one that I just did for the PGA Tour, I think that took me over 100 hours. Wow. So oh that one goodness. was probably – and that was like a 30-second video. What? Um, so, it was, I mean, if you do the math, that's, that's a lot of hours just for uh, 30 seconds worth of video. And But, I mean, that's kind of what makes me stand out, I guess. Most people aren't willing to bleed from their eyeballs to make a 30-second video, and I am. But like <laughs> I said, I'm not very smart. Wow. It's innovative. <laughs> wow. And you're persistent. I mean, that's the biggest thing, right? You're not you're not stopping halfway, throwing the the set in the in the garbage and just walking out in frustration. You got you you start and finish that. I guess that's a, that's probably the biggest thing. I mean, thing. there's been a few times, I'm not going to lie, there's been a few times where I've wanted to just chuck the set and uh, start over, but uh <laughs> yeah, you got to be persistent in this line of work for sure. Oh yeah. Uh, that's that's insane but yeah you talk about that dedication you did some uh, interviews with sports center in the states i'm curious to know i know i think one of them you had your daughter on yep does she also love the work that you do or does she, do you have other family members that are kind of following either in their dad's footsteps or in your footsteps in general she actually helps me build now. My oldest daughter, she actually, I had my whole, I have three kids and I had my wife and three kids here on Saturday helping um, just with building stuff. And uh, I mean, we've done a few stop motions with her and they like it, but it's like, I don't try to force it on them, you know, like, but it's cool that they have like all the Lego that they've ever wanted in life just from dad playing with it. So that, that was something that I didn't have as a kid and Lego is super expensive. Like it is Oh it's, yeah. If you take a look, 
here, I'll show you the studio right now. It's just oh, like yes, please. Wow. Tons of Lego. Yeah. And it's kind of a mess right now, but like you, it's just, there's so much of it that it's just, it's kind of overwhelming, but yeah, she thinks it's super cool. Like when she's out playing with her friends and they're like, Hey, you should tell your dad to do this. Like when they find out that it's, it's me that does that, they're just like, Oh, I saw oh, that. Request. Yeah. And so then I, yeah, I get a ton of those requests where they're like, you should do this. You should yeah. do this. And I'm like, yeah, I probably won't do that. But, yeah. Uh, maybe someday. Your so, kids are, the, you know, obviously the most popular now because, you know, their dad makes some great videos. The best. Yeah, yeah. They're probably, they're probably not going to like that. Eventually they're going to be like, people just want to hang out with me because yeah. they think my dad's cool. Oh, well, I'm sure they'll find the separation. I wanted, <laughs> we, I wanted to know, um, what, how do you get the, the, pieces because i i looking through your your social media you have a lot of specific or individual you know sort of lego pieces and i i mean lego does doesn't really make every sort of you know set piece but for every football player or basketball player even the ncaa i i saw a few i you saw nav got one so how do you get those how do you make that I think I have my number one. Hang on one second. I'm going to grab Nav. Oh, great. <laughs> Even better. Yeah. Now what we need is one for us. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to ask. I'm trying to, you know, lead to... There's, how, there's, how there's a super fan. Actually, I gave him one of the... And I took it to uh, Oakland with me because I was like, I bet he's going to be there. And so I just had it in my pocket. And then I saw him and everyone's like wanting to take pictures with him. And yeah. so I was like, hey, uh, I made this for you. He was just like, he thought it was so cool. Yeah. yeah. Incredible. And I just gave it to him. I was like, you can have it. He's like, that's so cool. Yeah. And then and then like people just kept coming in and wanting to take pictures with him. That guy was a bigger celebrity than Beyonce and Jay-Z. <laughs> I was going to say. Did he know you? Or did no, he, he, didn't, he, he nope, had no idea who I was. A fan, I appreciate um, it. That was the game that Beyonce and Jay-Z were at. And, like, nobody was approaching them. Everybody was taking pictures <laughs> with, with the super fan. So yeah. I thought that was pretty cool, too. Awesome. Even, like, the Oakland fans, like, all wanted a picture with him. He's, he's it was just a line of people. Like, that guy couldn't go anywhere without just getting accosted. Yeah, he's, he's become a symbol now. I think it, within Canadian pop culture, he's become a symbol. So, so yeah. Do you do you order specially from Lego um, to get no, the pieces? No, I actually I actually just make them. Like I'll do, um, like this was like a Kawhi Leonard one. You can and I just like yeah. I have a graphic designer who will make them the size that I need, and then I'll just I most of the time I cut them out. I have a place actually down in Utah that'll do some custom print work stuff for me so I can just like send them Lego and I'm like, Hey, can you do like this specific thing? But a lot of times I have to get kind of crafty and like paint the arms so that they match or, but a lot of it is just like a, a ton of time. Um, but it's, it's those tiny details that make a huge difference as well. And so that's always really important to me, but yeah, I have to customize a lot of stuff. People are like, can I buy that? And I'm like, I don't think Lego's going to license me to yeah. sell these things. <laughs> And you look at some of the, like the items you have and the, the specifics that Tendo mentioned. Could you at least, you know, guesstimate? Because to me, it's got to be in like oh, the hundreds sure. of thousands yeah. at this point. Um, well over hundreds of thousands. Um, just just the minifigures alone, I think I have probably 2,000 minifigures. 
And I mean, looking back on it, I'm like, man, those, I, can, I remember when I couldn't afford like to buy a, a $5 minifigure because I was like, wait, that's way too expensive. Now I have like thousands of them and just like all the pieces that I have, or I, I don't even know. I've got, I've got sets that are built that I haven't taken apart. I still haven't taken apart the U S open um, set that I built. And that's just a huge set. There's probably like four or $5,000 worth of Lego just in wow. that set alone where it's just crazy. I just kind of got it um, in a storage shed where I'm like, I might, I might do us open stuff next year. So, so I just kind of hang on to that, that stuff in case yeah. so that I don't have to spend two weeks building that thing. Mm-hmm. You got them on the, yeah, you, you got, got them, them on the, the shelf. You got oh, it yeah, on lock. Sure. Any projects that you're working on? Cause obviously you're saving them for a big reason. PGA is going to be coming back. We'll see what happens to, uh, the NBA. And of course it sounds like the national hockey league is also making uh, a return. I mean, honestly, I would love to do something with the Calgary flames. I should probably reach out oh, to the, maybe you guys can reach excellent. out to the flames for me. Oh, um, yeah. But that'd be cool. I, I grew up an Oilers fan actually, but now that oh. I live in the States, like I love any Canadian team that's playing. Yes. I don't really have allegiance just because I work for an affiliate of the Dallas stars. And so I'm, I'm kind of just like a fan of the game more, more than I am. I mean, I'm still an Oilers fan deep down, but uh, even when the Flames were in the finals, I, we took a road trip up there, and that was an unreal experience, too. We were up there for game three when, when again, love fought Le Cavalier, and it was just nuts. Incredible. But um, I'm doing some PGA Tour stuff. I was actually going to go film with the person that I'm making. I can't, I can't say who it is yet. Um, you guys know who it is just because – you screen record earlier <laughs> but um I, I can't yeah. say who it is until it happens of course um, but i'm actually working with a really big rapper um and that's all i can say about that too oh. um, so something that came about i was out in new york um they, they, they hooked a, me up with somebody who's who's a big name are they and i'm doing you new york based rapper no they're not a new york based rapper are they a uh, toronto based <laughs> rapper no, 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 no. Drake, Drake would be cool. It'd okay. be cool to, right. to do something with Drake, yeah. but it's not. Okay. No, it's not. Drake. I thought the next hand um, would be like it rhymes with Drake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's it's not true. Well, that's the thing though is like I don't know what's going to come from it. Like this is a really big name, and and so to be able to do like this, this one's probably going to be up to like a minute long. Wow. And then if this is something that explodes, like I think it's going to, it could. Like it's gonna be it's gonna bring so much attention that yeah. like maybe drake will be like hey i want one of these i would these. like to i'd like to get i, I want my own i'd like to see a virginia home. black or yeah. a ciroc commercial oh, all done in lego that's uh, such a 30 great idea spot. oh my goodness I'll do it i think the there's some cool the things that give away those else. good ideas there's gonna be some cool things that come just from this uh music thing like if this turns into a full-scale music video and then all of a sudden i can say that i directed like some really fancy rappers music video like that's just the world's not real to me anymore (laughs) it's like we're living in a simulation if that happens (laughs) um that's fantastic man yeah i I also wanted to ask um so do do you have a masterpiece in mind is there like a a moment, a sporting moment that you feel like would be your biggest, I guess, achievement? Not really. I, don't, I mean, it's kind of like when it happens, then I know. Yeah. Like when, when the Kawhi shot happened, I was like, I'm going to recreate that. I knew yeah. that I was, but at the time I was working on stuff for Golden State, and so I couldn't. 
people were like, hey, you have to, you have to do that. Cause people that know that I'm from Canada, they, they just assume, Hey, you're cheering for the only Canadian team, which of I course, was, of course, I, I just couldn't do it at the time. But then as soon as I was done doing the stuff for golden state, I was like, okay, I'm going to do the Kawhi shot. Same thing with the Damian Lillard shot from, from the logo that okay. he made. I was like, I'm, I'm going to make that. And so then I did that too. And, and that was a, that was a viral moment for me also. I mean, I think that got millions of views all across the internet and, and it was just like, they thought I was a Portland Trailblazers fan though. And I was like, no, I live in Boise. They're like, can you come down to the Moda center so we can interview you? And I'm like, I'm driving right now through like rural Idaho and I can't do anything. I can't even do like a, a zoom with you. Yeah. You know, no, I was no, like, this is happening. the worst time for this to blow up for me. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I can't, I can't do anything right now. No, I Portland, barely even uh, have service out here. Portland, you know, you guys can try again, you know, uh, yeah, it was cool life. though. Like I, I called up my buddy that lives in Portland, and I was like, "Hey, tell me the the best like TV channels." Because yeah. I'm like, all of them are reaching out to me right now, but wow. I can probably only do two. Wow. And so he he's like, "Yeah, Fox and NBC." And so I was like, "Okay, yeah, I guess that's who wins the biggest <laughs> ones, <laughs> biggest reach." At uh, work, out uh, the name's getting out for sure. I'm still still on that train of that that. I don't know what you said. Music yeah. video. So, so it's not a music video. So with this whole pandemic thing, like at first I was like, Oh, that sucks. Now I don't get to go out and do that thing that I was going to be able to do with PGA tour. But because of it, like all of a sudden this gets greenlit for this music stuff gets greenlit for, you know, for this to eventually turn into maybe a, a full scale music video because there's nobody that's doing production right now. And so me and my little studio can produce like a madman and so that's kind of more valuable right now yeah and so that now i have like a ton of places reaching out where i'm just like turning things down left and right yeah um and but when the right opportunity comes along i always know and so i'm like yeah i would definitely want to do that that sounds amazing and so this one's going to be pretty cool i'm excited for it i I don't know when it's going to come out, but I know that with his next album that he's releasing, this is going to be like the main piece of content that goes out with it. So it should be, should be a pretty big deal. I I don't know. You'll have to ask the kids. I'm not as (laughs) hip as I used to be. If it was like Biggie Wu-Tang, I could, uh, I could get more excited about it, but I'm just kind of like, Oh, this is cool. This guy has a lot of attention. (laughs) There you go. Uh, Do you know when it will drop? Is it going to be something that you guys have like a timetable for? It, it was supposed to be end of May, but it looks like it's going to get pushed again to maybe June. To maybe June. So June release. Oh, so we're going to have know. to look it up. We're going to have to look know. for it. Yeah, yeah. it's going gonna, it's gonna to be pretty it, – it's pretty dope. I wish I wish I could show it to you right now because it's like I have like two more scenes that I have to do mm-hmm. that I'm just waiting on a couple of things from their end. And then it's just going to be – I hope it turns into a – no, I'm sure. Oh, oh one second. Well, I was going to say we just uh, just we just lost uh, the connection a little. I think it's frozen. Yeah, I think it's a little we frozen. Can, uh, we can get her back. Do you think it's Takashi <laughs> Six Nine? <laughs> Is little, he from New York? I'm a little, I'm a little worried. <laughs> I see. I see you now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Tenno was a little worried. It was going to be Takashi Six Nine. I don't know if you caught that. <laughs> don't ask him. 
<laughs> don't, don't ask it. No, it's fine. It's yes, fine. Yes. I'm gonna. Mom's the word. Yeah, you know what? Word. We'll find out when we will we'll find figure, out. We'll That's awesome, out. man. Uh, yeah. Hey, uh, thanks again, by the way, Jared, uh, for coming on. Uh, just let the people know where they could find you and all the social media where they can hit you up. If I'm not saying they should bring up ideas, but at least uh, follow the great ones that you have. Oh, looks like uh, we may have lost him there. Yeah, it looks like we lost him. Oh, a little bit. Uh, if he comes back, he comes back. Yeah. Uh, make sure at least he gives the shout out too. But we'll uh, we'll show him some love by the way as well. Oh yeah, for sure. I uh, will say it's Jared Jacobs, but you could find him on Instagram and Twitter under the name Gold, Gold Yeller. G O L D Y E L L E R. He's got uh, hundreds of videos out there. Make sure you check that out. It should be great. Uh, thanks to Jared for coming on. I know it just got sh- cut short uh, a little bit here, yeah. uh, but uh, we managed to get everything that we needed in time. So we that got, is yeah. greatly appreciated oh, sure. uh, from Jared. And hopefully thanks we'll have so him much, back Jared. soon enough and then figure out who that rapper is. Exactly. <laughs> if it's Takashi, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whatever. Maybe he could uh, revive his uh, credibility. I don't know. All right. <laughs> You're not, you're not no. happy. You know? <laughs> um, oh, you know, yeah. Let us, uh-huh. uh, you know, put it on there. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, yeah, no, uh, that was great. Um, unfortunately, we never got to kind of finish that interview uh, just because the, you know, Zoom tech, um, you know, as it's, as it's going is the best we got right now. But it was a great interview. Moses, that was an awesome find. Uh, we can't wait to hear more. We got most. Yeah, we got most of it, and uh, we got. Yeah, we got get... most. Of it. We got the we got the meat in there. We oh, yeah, we got to pump uh, uh, pump it out. So at Gold Yeller yes. on Twitter and yeah. Instagram. On G O L D Y E L E R. All yes. And then also he he has a YouTube, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yep, same name. Yeah, Gold Yeller. So. Um, go find all his content there. It's great stuff. He's going to be doing a lot more. Of course, he did speak about a supposed lucrative uh, music video of some sort. We're waiting patiently. I'm not too sure who it may be. I know I gave a few of my um, <laughs> opinions on it. I don't know. I'm not going to try and lose sleep over it, though. But, yeah, we look forward to <laughs> whatever he has to do in the future. But that was, you know, ladies, yeah, that was great. So, um Peeps, peeps, peeps. Special shout out, by the way. Yes. Yeah, special shout out to Beats by J Black. Yes. Um, for the intro going into that. Oh, interview. yes, for sure. Uh, you know, uh, been listening to his music for a long time. So you could find him at Beats by J Black, one word. Beats by J uh, just Black. Like how it word. sounds. Okay. And J with the letter J. Of course. Uh, so it's Beats, yeah, by J, the letter. Right. Okay. Black. All right. And if you find him on Instagram. Yes, good stuff. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Beats by Jay Black. Uh, we also want to say thanks to everyone for listening to episode six. Uh, we hope you like the new format. We're you know playing around with stuff every week. Uh, I know it's kind of growing pains for us um, every so often, but we're ex- enjoying the journey, uh, giving you new dynamic content. That's kind of what we were trying to do from the get-go anyway, so this is really good for us. Uh, we hope to see you next week. Uh, Moses, anything else to add? 
Hey, I'm excited. Let's see how we can keep building on this and yeah. keep it going. Yes. And sports is coming back slowly sports but surely. It's coming is back. Coming back. Yes. Can't wait. And uh, Paul Pierce sucks. Everyone have a good rest of your day. <laughs> Thanks, people. Bye. This podcast is a Collab House production.